It actually seems cold in here now. Mm-hmm. So. Which I'm okay with. So I'm okay with that. Because start cold because it, it will warm up. Yeah, we've, we were in here last we'll week and we were all like melting. Oh, I bet. Yeah. But it was hotter last week too. True. So. Yeah, it's pretty mild out Knock there. on wood, it's been mm-hmm. nice right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is this wood? Okay. <laughs> Fake wood, wood, something. It's all the same. It'll, mm-hmm. it'll work. As long as you Woody, you're it. my favorite deputy. Hmm? There's a snake in my boot. There's a snake in my boot. I should probably get that out of there. <laughs> Might cause some damage. Somebody's poisoned the water hole. You're a sad, strange little man. <laughs> Freaking Tim Allen. Tim Allen's the guy. No, that wasn't that was a Tim Allen. Until that was, he started uh, saying shit about Michigan and now they got him legally yeah, like Tim binded Allen. to promoting Tim Michigan. Was yeah, right. <laughs> um, he got busted with Hanks. how much Tom Hanks was what how much cocaine in the in the eighties? No, buzz. I have no it, it was like idea. it was oh, yeah. like a, a few pounds. Yeah, you didn't know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, Tim Allen in the seventies, mm-hmm. eighties, whatever it was, got busted with cocaine. In Michigan, it's like, what's yeah, a big deal? It's the fucking eighties. Well, yeah, like, everybody's the, the, uh, it was obviously cocaine. more than what we know if it was the eighties. Like, let me see. Almost famous. Mm-hmm. How much cocaine did Tim Allen have? <laughs> Google. Did Google Tim have the answer. More than uh, half a kilo of cocaine, so sixteen pounds. Holding of cocaine. Because, right? Yeah. And he's still he's not in jail. He's still out, you know, doing his thing. They made home oh, improvement. no. It's six, over 650 grams. So 1.43 pounds of cocaine. Oh, that's, that's definitely not lot. 16 pounds. No, because I was thinking a kilo is 36 ounces. But yeah, I just, my math was wrong. I'm not a good math person. Oh, I didn't but. even do math. I was just like, yep, that's the answer. That's the that's answer. Yeah, 1.43 pounds of cocaine, Tim Allen. What are you doing? Oh, he's having what a good time. Doing, that's what he was doing. Yeah, he's, Tim. he's flipping bricks for El Chapo. <laughs> back in the, back he in sure the 80s. is. He sure is, bud. Flipping bricks. Okay. Flipping bricks for El Chapo. <laughs> Tim Allen, previous thug. I mean, I feel like you would have to be a thug to survive gangster. the 70s Tim and 80s. Yeah, as international, like international yeah. gangster Tim you Allen. You might recognize him from such films as oh. Wild Hogs, <laughs> The Santa Claus, <laughs> One, Two, and Three. <laughs> or my, per- totally or my personal favorite, Home Improvement. Home Improvement. That was, that was the theaters. Yeah. I did too. Like that was my favorite sound ever. <laughs> <laughs> you said it was on purpose. Yeah. Like I, I meant to buy this. Who was his co-host of, of Home Improvement? What was Ooh, it? What was his name? Uh, I can picture his face, but mm-hmm. yeah, I can like I can see it too. Yeah. What was what was the his little name? burly man? Yeah, little burly man. What was his name? Cool time. Uh, other guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, other guy. <laughs> His name. That, that, that's what you get for co-starring next Al. to Tim Allen. Mm-hmm. Al Borland. Al Borland. Borland. That's what Richard Carn. Shout out to the everyone's typical looking dad. Yeah. Is he alive? I don't know. Let's find out. Yes, he's he's alive. He is alive. He is currently sixty-four years old. All right. Currently. Currently. Well, maybe tomorrow he might be fifty-nine. You never know. Ooh, you never knows. know. But currently. Well, you know that uh, you decrease in age when your ID expires, right? Like that's a thing. No. App- apparently. No. Yeah. So if you, yeah, because I was at the bar the other day and my ID is apparently expired. Mm-hmm. And so that must mean that I'm not 26 and of legal drinking age anymore. 26? You don't look a day over 20, buddy. Thank That's you. probably why they denied it. Thank you. <laughs> but, no, I just, I never really understood that. And it, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, I get it. My ID is expired. Mm-hmm. Cool. But like, that means that I'm not of legal age to participate in the drinking right. of alcohol anymore. It's like anymore. just because this document, this tiny little bendable document. Yeah, it you happens know, to be a little bit past its expiration date. Like is that once I was, you know, born in this year. So obviously Years. that uh, I made yeah. that up when yeah. it expired. I, I, just, I never understood that. Like why does that matter? Why can I not 
drink if my ID is expired. I couldn't even pick up my meds because my ID just expired too. What? Yeah, and the thing, this is the crazy part. They're like, well, we can't give this to you because your 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 driver's license is expired, but we need somebody with a driver's license, even if it's not you coming. It could be your friend or something. I'm like, are you right? Really? I was like, you guys literally see me every single month, multiple times a month. Every time I'm in this drive-thru, same car, same look, every fucking time. Like, we're on a same name basis. Right, you, like, and you're you not. You were at my barbecue last <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, like, Felix had to, get my, he had to get my meds for me because they wouldn't give it so to me. So they'll give it to somebody else oh, that's clearly though. not you. Exactly. Like, as long as you validate your address, I'm like, are you what? kidding? I think it's hilarious when I pretend to not know someone that I definitely know. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? That what is, is that? Chris? <laughs> And Who the thing is, again? like, the BMV right now is backed up. Yeah, so you, you can't, can't even get, do anything about no, it. No, you can't. I yeah. think today was the day they're now allowing walk-ins, but you still have to get in by appointment. Only on Mondays do they do by appointments. Oh I went God. to Orbit Music the other day, and there was, like, a that? line out the door. Dude, and I thought it was for Orbit, and I walked up, and I was like, what are y'all doing? And they were like, this is for the DMV. We're all trying to get IDs that say our proper age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. You'd, you'd think that there would be a leeway. Welcome to the Toon Junkies Podcast. My go. name is Nick. My name is Chris. I'm Lex. Today we're here with Ass Master. That's <laughs> right? Sounds about, sounds about right. I told him, yeah. like, he was like, is it pronounced this way? I was like, yes, dear. That's how it's pronounced. But apparently we're ignoring the actual pronunciation. Base Base How's matter. it going, man? It's going well, man. It's going well. Thanks for having me on. Mm-hmm. No, no problem, buddy. How are you doing? Doing well. Doing well. It's a beautiful day outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Lex said, it's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's a nice day. We're throwing mic stands. Let's not talk about weather. Okay, that's like super boring and none of us are that old. Okay. Okay. I don't know, dude. Boring. I'm kind of that old. I'm older than you. How old are you? I'm 27. Uh, I'm yeah. the only one younger than you here. How old are you? 24. Really? Yep. But it's okay. I, st- I still talk about the weather. I'm that guy. I like talking about the weather in like specifics. Like whenever I meet people who remember this cloud formation, you remember cloud formation. I don't remember cloud oh, yeah. formations. Saying, people are like fourth grade. I remember the one cloud. Yeah, Stratus. you're one of those people. Oh, yeah. I, I oh, was dude. raised by a nerve science teacher. I know all that shit. No cloud. way, man. All I know is cloud look pretty. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's but, it, but it's really base matter, right? It is base matter. Tell yeah. us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I'm 26. I've been producing music for like a month now. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Wow, he's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I've legit only been producing music for about a month now. Uh, I decided to take this time, this quarantine time to, you know, focus on honing my craft. Mm-hmm. Previously, I've been just a DJ. Mm-hmm. I've been DJing for coming up on four years now. Oh, okay. I mean, music's always been a huge part of my life. I mean, mm-hmm. my mother was a huge Beatles fan. So, I mean, just that, all, all of that type of music was just ingrained in me mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. a very young age. I've always loved music. Uh, and then... We were talking about this earlier and probably like I said, I was a sophomore in high school, so that's 2010. Mm-hmm. I was introduced to dubstep for the first time uh, by CJ Alwine of the Standard Model. Shout out. No Ooh-hoo. shit. CJ? Yeah. CJ Alwine. Before he discovered Meshuggah, I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah, this is before he discovered Meshuggah because otherwise he wouldn't have listened to anything else. Oh, I'm so uh, glad I know this. Yeah, I've, I've known <laughs> CJ since we were like little, 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 little kids. And uh, yeah, we've known each other like our whole lives. But anyways, he picked me up from, from my house for school. He's like, hey, man, listen, 
listen to this new music I just found. It's called Dubstep. It's super bass heavy music, and mm-hmm. uh, I know listen. this is ta- I know this is taboo in the scene, but it was from Datsik. We can scratch Arr. that. Yeah. Why is that Fuck. taboo? So Dats Datsik had has mm-hmm. multiple sexual yep. assault allegations, rape allegations, rape charges against yep. him, mm-hmm. and this is why I love the EDM scene so much. Is he got canceled in one day? Yep. In 24 hours, this man who, if you don't know who Datsik is. Datsik is one of the pioneers mm-hmm. of dubstep, pioneers of bass music. So are you saying dat, D-A-T, da, da, or da, D-A-D? Datsik, D-A-T, okay. yeah, it's like, not like, oh, dude, dat is sick. Okay. So if you don't know who Datsik is, he's a huge pioneer in the, in the scene. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was uh, one of his songs that CJ played for me, and I was like, this is cool. It sounds Did like Transformers say, hey, having sex. That's sick. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that is sick. Uh, but yeah, so that's kind of what started me on the on the path to EDM music, and mm-hmm. then I got really into it in about 2012 when I started going to underground raves in Chicago. Yep, same. And I just kind of you know time. you know what I'm yeah. saying never like when been, rave, when rave, rave that was when raves were actually raves. Yeah, until you know? they were like and it, well, and it was actually I mean honestly these were still like baby raves in comparison yeah. to what they actually like, were. Yeah, 90s but, and yeah in the 90s and whatnot when that was actual raving. But unfortunately, I was still in diapers at that time, so yeah. it probably wouldn't have been a good look for me to be. At a rave. <laughs> Actually, but, I can attest that there have been I've oh, seen there, many there ha- people who yeah, show up sure. in diapers. But there, ha- but it's also not a good look, right? No, yeah. <laughs> so it, that you know, but uh, see, I go into you know to those underground raves. I was just like this, like this is what I want to do. Like I want to be that guy on stage making mm-hmm. these people do this, mm-hmm. you know. And so. Yeah, I picked up DJing four years ago, and I just I was a slacker, so that's why I didn't get on producing until now. Because mm-hmm. it's not easy. Music production is not easy. No. Well, Eric, the first question we like to ask our guests here at the Two Junkies Podcast is, why is Lego so damn expensive? <laughs> because they're the shit. Oh, my God. That right now? Okay. Okay, I'll just... No, no, no. What is it, Lex? Well, you got something to say? No. no I want to enlighten us. It's almost like a bitter experience because I grew up with Legos, but when I had Legos, I had a huge box like, and I just chest had Legos, of Legos. But, I had, like, but now as an adult, it's like you can't you can't be like, what's the word when you experience something? Nostalgic. Nostalgic, yeah, yeah. You can't experience a lot of nostalgia with Legos as an adult because one, you can't get into Legoland without a child. I experienced that the hard way. What? Yep, that's a real rule. Love to hear that story. You I mean, wait, 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 wait. No. I'm okay <laughs> with that rule. No, okay my friends as a group were all like in our mid twenties. We tried to go to Legoland in Chicago. They would not let us in because we did not have a child with us, which is bullshit. So I also feel like that's just setting people up to be like steal a kid, be like, all right, yeah, like, you're coming with me. Like, hey, I can I borrow your life. kid for <laughs> So so that's one reason why you can't experience the nostalgia of Legos. Also, two, if you have children, your children are introduced to Legos, you experience the very awful pain of constantly stepping on them. Mm. Whereas a child, when you were stepping on your own Legos, it was like, This isn't hurt at all. Yeah. Mine. How does that happen? You step on Legos as a kid and it just doesn't phase you. You step on Legos as an adult and it might as well be a nail. Yeah. Why is uh, beef jerky so expensive? We're still talking I, about Legos. I, 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 I can't well, I mean, do that. You, I mean, yeah, where, where's the segue between? <laughs> the question was directed towards the guests, for stars. That's true. And you kind of did just steal my question. It's fine, though. Because you had a personal experience with Legoland, so it's cool. Well, you guys were like, tell us why, Lex. That's like, true. That's true. Because, I mean, like, you seem to have felt so deeply about it. I did. and like, I think you, there's a word for that. It's called triggered. 
Triggered. <laughs> Triggered about say, Legos. I'm not saying it. <laughs> well, you, you could used to get those huge blue boxes of Legos, just yeah, stuff. And then now you try to get a set of Legos, and it's $120, $130. I have seven brothers, and they all fucking like Legos. Oh, my God. Christmas like time. Yeah, Christmas time, you try getting like each one a box of Legos for themselves. You're spending $500, $600. Yeah. So, no, I buy my son the bigger Legos. Just buy them a book. Like the, the, like like, the Mega Bloks? Like the Mega Bloks, mm-hmm. dude. I'm not playing around, bro. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like no way! I've got two dogs, two cats. Like those Legos will get chewed up, smacked <laughs> under stuff. Uh-uh. You They'll get just the, get eaten. You get, and then get you gotta take you get yeah. mega blocks. Yeah, you yeah. get mega blocks, dude. You're not getting Legos when he's like ten or so or whatever, and can actually you know mm-hmm. cohesively keep yeah keep, you know do it by himself. If you can and, say the word Lego, I'll get you Legos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you can pronounce every letter appropriately, because he can say it, he'll just go like Wego or something like that. Like, <laughs> like, that's oh, that don't count. That don't count. You said mm-hmm. what? He's like, what do you mean? I'm saying. I, I I felt a W in I there. I felt a W in there. Until you can read the instructions and build it yourself, you're getting build it yourself. Yeah. You know what? I like that. Maybe that's what we'll go by. Yeah. If you can build it yourself with the yeah. instructions, yeah. you can have them. Then you can build me the Millennium Falcon build. with your Mega Blocks. Yeah, with your Mega Blocks. So, I miss my X-Wing that I used to have. Oh, yeah. Did you had an X-Wing? An OG Y-wing. X-Wing when oh, I was a kid. What? And then I like afterward, after I built it. I also had a crate mm-hmm. of just spare Lego parts, and I would like add, make my own guns to add to them and shit. Dude, see, mm-hmm. I couldn't. When it came to Legos, my mind was just too abstract to sit down. Like when I was when I was a kid and I was doing this, to like sit down and read the instructions yeah, and actually build me, what the yeah. box was supposed to be. No way, dude. You couldn't. Uh, my brain just was like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to do this other thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I couldn't. It was just I would build the most random abstract shapes and whatnot. I couldn't. For like some building reason, a whole X-Wing, no. For some reason, I always like to build garages. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, like I like right? little garage doors uh-huh. and the little computer pieces and stuff yeah. to make it look like high tech on the uh-huh. inside. I, I always used to build yeah, those. I couldn't. I could. I would just build these huge monstrosities of a construction, and it made no sense at all. But it looked cool. Mm-hmm. And that's all I cared about. Was it's all it, that matters? Yeah, it's all. Yeah. It doesn't even have to work as long as it looks. As good, long as you it looks good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. People buy abstract things. All the time. All about aesthetics, not about functionality. That's actually not the first question, though. No, the first question we like to ask here on the Toon Junkies podcast is... Did you really think it was? I mean, kind of. I mean, you told me it was, so now should I just not trust anything you said? (laughs) Don't trust him. Okay, word. You can trust me, though. All right, you're right. My trust is placed placed (laughs) in you. Trail three. Okay. So what's, all right, so the real first question. Go ahead, Nick. The real first question that we uh, ask here on the Toon Junkies podcast is, what was the first concert you ever attended? Mm-hmm. Ooh. So like concert, concert, like legit, like we're at, gonna a, have at a legit to, venue. We're going to have to reword this yeah, question. Yeah, you are. Every, because like, everyone always everyone's asks like, us. Well, like the first, like I mean, a show take too long Well, because I mean, like concert people. is like a, that's like a broad term. Like I can, is it like a concert? I don't care if like, it sucks. Is it live, mu- like live music? Live first music, live music, music. On, a a stage. Live, on a stage. Live, yeah. Okay, so it doesn't have to, so like, I mean, my first one would probably be, by the way, would probably have been my first rave then, honestly. I mean, like if that constitutes is what you're asking for in terms of a concert live music on a stage that was the first time Who's now my there? first like actual concert concert uh would have been like a warp tour nice okay so like if that you know so th- those are like your two mm-hmm. your two examples there my first mm-hmm. experience of live music on a stage would have been my first rave in chicago but other than who that, there? first like sanction. Who was there? Oh, it wasn't anybody that. Prob- I mean, honestly, the some people who are listening might know. Bass Doctor was there. Uh, B Rad was there. Brad Hussey, uh, who threw a lot of the underground shows in Chicago. I might know. I I'm gonna be honest with you. I used to go to a lot, but I didn't go for the music. I went for the drugs. Yeah, just about <laughs> everybody. Just about everybody yeah. did. Um, yeah, uh, B Rad was there. 
Uh, Mantis was there. Uh, uh, what was the helicopter showdown? Mm-hmm. You know, that's these a are, fucking sweet name. Yeah, yeah, right. I know, dude. That's <laughs> kind of what I showdown. thought too. And these are speaking all, from someone who's been watching a lot of Transformers movies lately. That helicopter is a showdown. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, if, and shout out if anybody knows these names that listen to this, like you're awesome because yeah. you're obviously been in the scene forever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was the first people that I listened to. Other than that, the first Warp Tour. Um, I just man, dude. There's so many names that I went and saw. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, anyway. that was that was a good time. Suicide Silence was there one of them. That was nice. that was super awesome. I was really big into Amir Ooh. at this time, Ooh. dude. That my my buddy, I watched I watched this kid literally leapfrog this grown ass man and fucking like cycle punch this dude in the back of the head. And I was just <laughs> and I was like, oh my god. Uh, Parkway Drive, I think, was there. Yes. Uh, man, there was just so many. This what is, year? What year? Is this? I don't man. When I was in high school, like 2009, 2010. yeah, somewhere probably around yeah. there. Yeah, all right. Um, yeah, that was right that was a, that was a great time. Oh, uh, what what the hell was their name? Uh, Alasana. Ah, uh, yes. Was there? I don't know if that's actually how you say their name. Alasana, Sana, it's, whatever. It's like Silverstein. Some people say Silverstein. Dude, some people I say love Silverstein. Silverstein. I haven't listened Same. to them in forever. Silverstein is the bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, my favorite band, uh, at least probably back then, and probably now, would be a day to remember. I've like always wanted to see them live. Never have. No, dude, I'm dude. so upset about that. Hey, like six times. Really? Yes. I'm so jelly. I think I've seen them two or three times. Man, I've I've always wanted to go see them live, and just like every time that they come around, like I just, it's not in the cards mm-hmm. for me to be able to go see them, and that's really upsetting. They're amazing live. Yeah, Super really good. I 100 percent believe it. Mm-hmm. They were like that was probably the band that got me like into metal. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Um, cool. Because again, shout out CJ Alwine. Uh, mm-hmm. Fucking, he showed me them. Uh, August Burns Red. Yeah, you know he showed me all this, all this music, uh, and I, yeah, I really got into it. I didn't remember like really catapulted me into yeah. it though. Uh, old Escape the Fate. That was, Four Years Strong, Kingston Falls. Kingston Those were kind of my intros. Oh yeah. Oh my god, Kingston Falls is great. That was mm-hmm. man. I was like in middle school. Yeah, when I heard about Kingston mm-hmm. Falls. Sky Eats Airplane. That was kind of my Sky niche. Sky yeah. Airplane. Mm-hmm. I set my friends on fire. Yeah. Yep. That was probably mm-hmm. one of my favorite like band names was I yeah. set my friends on fire. I was like, fuck yeah, bro. I want to set my friends on fire. <laughs> no spaces in titles. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I wrestled a bear once. I yes. wrestled a bear once. Yeah. That was. Um, uh, I always want to know that how was, that fight um, turned out anyway. What the fuck is that guy's name? Uh, who? I'm in. No, what's nope. that girl? What's that song? Like, I'm an addict. I'm addicted to this girl. Never shout, no. never. Never uh, shout, yeah, never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was his. That was his side project. Oh really? Yikes. Yeah. Oh. Oof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I don't give a shit. I didn't know that. I wrestled a bear once. Yeah. I didn't know that. I want to know how that wrestling match turned out. Anyway. How did I, like, where did I hear that from? I would assume because bear we, probably won. Yeah, but do we know that for sure though? I mean, we also don't know that it actually happened. True. Kind of like so now should, now the just, people and I set my friends on fire. Probably but maybe, didn't but they probably know that. That's the thing. They, they probably did set my friends on fire. <laughs> no. It's probably like their first band meeting. They just got really drunk and like someone got set on fire. They're like, dude, that's our band name. Like, oh shit, I set my friends on fire. And then they skyrocketed to fame. And they skyrocketed to fame. <laughs> Christopher Drew. Like, no, I'm like, no, uh uh-uh, uh, eat me while I'm hot. That's what it was. Eat me while I'm hot. Eat me while I'm hot. Isn't that it was the slogan for side project. Hot pockets. pockets, right? <laughs> well, for some reason, like I got that when I was growing up, I got that mixed up with I wrestled a bear once, which mm. are fundamentally different sounds. <laughs> but it was just like the titles, like not having spaces in between them, 
for some reason was like mixing me up in my brain, but I know the difference. I know <laughs> that like, they're uh, not the same band. She, she knows the difference, everybody. Tony yes. Danza tap dance extravaganza. Say that ten times fast. Tony Danza's no. <laughs> Tony <laughs> Danza tap dance. He's, He's like, I'm gonna climb this mountain. <laughs> yeah. no. I can't even say it once fast. Tony Danza tap dance extravaganza. No, see this it was just uh, It's a lot wild name. It's a wild name. No one asked for it, but that's what we got. Every promoter who like ever booked them on any show had to put them on a flyer. Is like God. Can damn I just, it. Can I just abbreviate? Yeah. Can, can I just like, put in an acronym? So much room yeah. on this flyer. <laughs> <laughs> so we asked you what your first show was. We kind yeah. of got like an intro into how you got into music. Now you said that music's always been like right in your sweet spot where your creative abilities just kind of explode. Yeah. Did you like pick up a computer like, dude, I'm going to fucking get into this? Or did like you said, your mom was really into the Beatles and one did. Did you play any instruments? Did you sing? Did no. you do anything like that? So uh, my musicality in terms of like my musical ability stops at a mouse and keyboard. I'll be, I'll be brutally honest. I can't play an instrument to save my life. I can't sing worth a crap. When I was younger, I used to wish I could sing, and then I got older, and most people just wish I wouldn't. <laughs> so they're like, so, mm. so what is it that you do then? Uh, in terms of my music production, yeah, so like how do how do I do it, or just what what do I do? Yeah. What is base matter? What is base matter? Base matter is think if you got abducted by aliens, right, and these aliens happen to have the most bitching system in their spaceship as they're experimenting on you. That's what the base matter project is about. So abduction, loud noises, and anal foreplay. Sold. Uh, yeah, it's the anal foreplay should it's be more like at the, it should be at the front of it. Though. Oh, we are starting with we okay. start with Fair it, enough. and then Fair it kind of gets in. Yeah, I've always I've always really liked uh, just anything sci-fi. So um, that's why in my first track, Alien Encounter. That's why it's called Alien Encounter. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of thought, what if I encountered aliens and I was in a spaceship? What would my computer readings be? So I found a bunch of computer readouts and mm -hmm. chopped them up, made vocal samples out of them, and mm -hmm. that's how you got Alien Encounter. So if you're going to follow that niche, I'm going to have to demand that you put in some X-Files like sound bites. Dude, X-Files sound bites is actually in one of my projects on my PC currently. Mm. Tell Look me your me. process. Process of making music? Yeah. Uh, well, first, I kind of I hear something. I'll hear a sound. I'll hear uh, uh, an X file sample. I'll hear a voice excerpt, or whatever, and that will just spark it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll hear something like, "Oh, that would be cool as like a pre-drop vocal." Mm -hmm. You know, the doo -doo 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 of X files, whatever. That'd be cool right before a drop. So mm -hmm. I hear something that, and that's what kind of spawns my create. Yeah, that's what spawns my creative side. It's like, okay, cool. I want to make something that goes around that. So you, you're like where musicians would hear a pitch or you know some sort of like melody, melody, rhythm, something of that nature, and they're like, oh, that sounds really good. That would sound good with I this hear, layer. I hear, I hear a certain sample sound clip, and, and it I'm triggers. Like, I'm like, oh, cool. Oh. That would be great. Mm -hmm. um, so like for Alien, Alien Encounter, for example, I was on Splice, just going through vocals, just through Alien vocals, and I found the one that I was using, and I was like, yep. Cool. There we go. 
So, I mean, that's where a lot of my creativity comes from is just browsing through freesound.com mm-hmm. or Splice. Just and seeing just, what's going to kind of like yeah. set a light bulb off. Yeah, and just hearing hearing different things. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that sounds really mm-hmm. good. I did notice when I was listening to your stuff that um, – because with like mainstream EDM, it's all pretty much like what you see is what you get and it follows through for like four minutes. And that's good if I, you know, I want something to listen to while I'm driving quickly here and there. I want to do like a little dance party or some shit or whatever. But mm-hmm. when I was listening to your stuff, it was so layered. It was like you had Easter eggs throughout your music. Like you had a little that, you know, those sling monkeys that they used to fling everywhere. <laughs> like them thing. You had that in what was it? I wrote it down because I was like I'm gonna take notes nah um, brace yourselves oh yeah, yeah yeah you had that going on I was like oh this works <laughs> like the sound is fine yep the like, thing but <laughs> stop Chris cut that out and we're gonna use it later <laughs> <laughs> use please it later. don't use the real thing well, it sounds way better that's one of the things that I wanted to incorporate into my music is I do find a lot of EDM nowadays to just be cookie cutter yes mm-hmm. you know and a mm-hmm. lot of it sounds that's why like and I know I might get some hate for this I don't like dubstep I don't hey look you you and me are on the same page I don't like dubstep yeah. I can respect dubstep mm-hmm. and you know the dubstep pioneers that help make EDM what it is today but I just I don't like dubstep simply for the reason that a lot of the dubstep out there nowadays is just cookie cutter samples. Exactly. And they're just they're pasted over the same kick drum pattern mm-hmm. and it, there's just not a lot of variation in it. My music if you were going to put it under a genre, it'd be under space bass. It would be under freeform bass music because it doesn't follow a singular structure. Mm-hmm. And that allows me to that's why I like finding just cool sounds, just cool samples that mm-hmm. I can put in anywhere. Like, oh, this sounds really cool. Let's put this in here. Oh, let's make it go with this. Well, that's what I noticed when I was listening to it. Like, I was because I was thinking about like, okay, what do I know about EDM and blah blah blah. And it kind of ra- your sounds reminds me of like old style snails. I don't know if like yeah. you remember his sound, mm-hmm. but with yours too, you don't have these extreme amounts of um, time signature changes, but you still are able to add the layers, mm-hmm. and then you have like the sound bites, and then it like you can tell that there's a creative. There's like you're indulging in this creatively without just being like, okay, I just want to make sure I get to the drop as soon as possible, as creatively as possible. Then when right. I drop it, we know that everybody's moving. Like, no, you're trying to make your listeners hear this, hear this, hear yeah. this. And then that makes you think more. Because I was listening to like for like 45 minutes straight. And I'll like, because sometimes with certain artists, you just kind of get bored eventually. Because yeah. you're hearing the same, like what you said, measure repeated over and over. But like that's why I could appreciate your sound is because you had so much to put in there, but it didn't feel like a garage band sound. Right. You know what I mean? We're just like, oh, I'm gonna put this in there, put this in there, in here, in here, and it's not like it's not put in puzzle piece style. It's just thrown in there. Mm-hmm. It didn't sound like that, which is good because I absolutely fucking hate garage band sounds. <laughs> Anybody here knows, right. and I'm like, I'm a snob that way. No, I, I understand perfectly. I can't stand repetitive measures that just where nothing changes. That's like house music. I can respect house music mm-hmm. because house music is house music. You know, it's the best dance music. You know, if you're that's at, the that's the genre of EDM that I subscribe to. Is that's what I was well, telling see, and him it's too. Like, I can I can respect house music and I can appreciate house music and there's even house music that I like. Mm-hmm. There's but, a time and place for it. Yeah, and any. Any, mo- I won't say any, most house DJs that I've seen, there's not enough variation in their mixing, mm-hmm. in their song choice, in anything to just keep me 
interested. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's very easy to lose interest for me in, in house music. Now, there, ha- there have been DJs that I've seen that just throw the craziest house music I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, shout out T. Clyde, one of my best friends. Uh, he makes bass house, well, made bass house. Mm-hmm. It was the best house music I've ever heard in my life, and I loved it. Uh, now he now he makes dubstep, and mm-hmm. I say that I don't like dubstep. He sent me his newest flip that he did for Virtual Riot, and it's mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. So like these aren't, you know, these aren't one hundred percent for sure things that I say when I say I don't like dubstep or I don't like house. It's mm-hmm. not an indefinite thing. Yeah, it's that uh, I don't like most dubstep and I don't like most house. Yeah, but like I said, there's there's good music out there in every genre. Yeah, the uh, the EDM that I was exposed to when. Uh, I was a child, or uh, mid to late '90s, was like a, a Fat Boy Slim. I mean, this is—I mm-hmm. think it still falls under the classification of EDM, but it's like the early stages. Yeah, so yeah. Like Prodigy, um, who Cascada, mm. fucking Eric. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. But Cascada um, is like one of those like artists where you have to get to know them. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. for eventually sure. past like their um, their hits, but it's like. I feel like Cascade is a good bookmark to go back to when you're getting into EDM. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for you know sure. what I mean? Benny Benassi. Benny Benassi. Dirty Vegas. Hadaway. Hadaway. Mm-hmm. Fucking what is love? Mm-hmm. Or uh, I, the uh, 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 Corona. This is the rhythm of the night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get, that's the shit I like. Yeah. What's the What's the one like? Um, oh, oh, that's Eiffel 65. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that was the shit back Dude. then. <laughs> yeah. All, that's the shit I was raised on, mm-hmm. and like that's the the dance. It's dance music. It's, yeah, it's dance music, and you that's know? what I like. Yeah. But the it's the more the heavy. It's I think I'm jaded because when I was in high school, I was like in the metal, and then dubstep came into the scene and mm-hmm. yep. everybody was talking about dubstep and I'm always such a contrarian. I was like, you guys are fucking lame. Fucking lame, blah, blah, listen blah. to metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, then it was, and then it was fucking Sonny Moore from it, Skrillex mm-hmm. or whatever and I was like, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, whatever. fuck that guy. I'm gonna, everyone likes him, I'm gonna not like yeah. him. See, yeah, see, I, I was the contrarian. No, I, I feel so. you 100%. Well, Lex and I were talking earlier. There's a huge stylistic similarity between metal and dubstep. Yeah. I mean. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's why like, so in these local shows that have been thrown here recently at the arena, where these, there are these hybrid shows yeah. between EDM and metal. And I, I like those shows a lot because I, I like metal, but mm-hmm. I don't listen to metal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's a lot of people that listen to metal that like dubstep, but just don't listen to dubstep. Mm-hmm. So that gives everybody a chance to kind of blend these two scenes together mm-hmm. that are stylistically similar and kind of experience these these similarities and even these differences that make you know this contrast great. And those are some of the best shows I've ever been to mm-hmm. is these hybrid shows at the arena. Mm-hmm. Because now you have, I mean, the point of any show is to have people there, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like no one throws a show just to play music. They want to throw a show to play music to people. Right. You know, so the more people you can get in a venue is great. Yeah. And, you know, when you can do these things, because this area is huge in metal and it's huge mm-hmm. in EDM. Mm-hmm. So like having just one style of show, I feel like you just cut out so many people that yeah, you could be ex- there. Yeah, mm-hmm. the exclusion just. Yeah, you just you miss out on a whole set of people. And especially mm-hmm. when, you know, these promoters in the area, it's been better. Late, it's been better recently. Uh, I'll say that. But we need to do a better job of orchestrating these things and mm-hmm. talking and just orchestrating them together. Because, you know, if you're throwing a metal show 
on the same night as an EDM show, now you're just splitting, you're splitting both of your exactly. crowns. Exactly, yeah. You know, because there's people that are going to go to the metal show because they're, you know, their friends in the band are playing or whatever, but they also still want to be at the and EDM show. definitely happened to me multiple yeah, times. Yeah, and so now, now you're just splitting your crowd. You know, I'm not saying you have to throw a hybrid show every time because that's just like, that's just not realistic. Mm-hmm. And it's not really all that fun because now you can only have half the bands play you normally would have and half the artists play you normally would have. Mm-hmm. Right. But just don't throw them on the same day. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's simple. That's as simple as a group message on Facebook. Yeah, but it's also difficult in the sense that because there is so much music in this area that, you know, they're, oh, we're only going to do one show this weekend or on this Saturday, only one show. But there's like, you know, fucking 40 metal bands. There's a thousand EDM kids that like want to play. And so and we get stretched out because we're like, oh, there's a show in Goshen. But there's also a show in Mishawaka. Oh, fucking South Bend's got a show too. So that's the thing that sucks is that there is so much music, but we don't have enough time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked what we did um, on New Year's at the arena, yeah. how they had the multiple the two stages. stages. Yeah. And that was really that i really like yeah that, that was setup. that was one of the best shows was yeah one side edm one side metal mm-hmm. and you just saw these like you could see the kids who were clearly dressed for the edm show migrating over to the metal show mm-hmm. and the kids that are clearly dressed for the metal show migrating over <laughs> to the edm side <laughs> that and was that was me, like that was sure. a really cool thing to see mm-hmm. you know because you'd have these these metal kids are just you know, decked out in black, you know, super long hair, you know what I'm saying? Like, Fucking, just these metal kids going yeah. over to the EDM side and just <laughs> going crazy. But then you'd see these kids walking over to the metal side with, you know, candy cups All on their, their arm. Bright yeah, and and their bright colors and shit. Yeah, and it, that was like a really cool thing for me mm-hmm. to see. You know, I was on the metal side and I just see all these, you know, all these people that I normally see at the EDM mm-hmm. side just getting down to this metal. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Fuck yes. Which is really funny because if you're like me and you're like waiting around for the Latin music stage to bump up, (laughs) we're tucked right there in the middle. I'm like, I can do all this and salsa. And salsa. (laughs) Yeah, I would would kill myself if I tried to salsa. Are you kidding me? My ankles would just just disintegrate. Are you serious? No way. sprained ankle boy. Ain't nothing to play with. Ain't nothing to play Mm -hmm. with. Great quote. Yeah. Why I thought of that, but I did. That's one of my favorite Drake quotes, though. Actually, that's from uh, what fucking song is that? Oh. The one with Kanye, M, and Wayne. Yep. Um, Do you remember forever. when Drake started forever. getting relevant? Like when he was doing all those songs with Wayne and whatnot. Back in two thousand and six. Yeah, like six when he did um, what was the one where he goes twenty twenty one years I ain't never met a good cop. What was what was the name of that track? Ooh. You know what I'm talking that, about? Was that off his first his first? I think so. Record, where where uh, he was like he was like. Something about a blues clue. Oops, Wayne's here. Sue, woo. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that was like one of my favorite Drake and Wayne songs. I remember just being like, I think I was probably 13 or some shit. Like, way too young to be <laughs> under- I, understanding I what he's Drake. saying. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was like banging that track. That mm-hmm. was a good one. Yeah, there's a lot of Lil Wayne that I was listening to that I, pro- I should have I probably, yeah, I had no business yeah. listening to. And like, we're singing the lyrics and I have no idea what this actually means. <laughs> <laughs> like, we think we do, but mm-hmm. we really not have at that no age. Not at not, not that age. And if you did, dope. <laughs> <laughs> like, More dope or like, you. should I be or, really or, sad yeah, or for Maybe you. we should have a conversation. Reach out if you need me. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, who would you say, like, are your EDM artists that you admire the most? Word. So honestly, this sound this might sound cliche because he's my best friend, but T Clyde, Tim yeah. Johnson, mm-hmm. shout out to you, dude. You're the fucking man. Come on the show for sure. Yeah, you guys need to have him. He's my favorite local producer. Mm-hmm. He is absolutely phenomenal, and mm-hmm. he is a big influence on me in this industry. Mm-hmm. 
uh, I remember the first show I ever, like, first, like, actual fest I played, I heard he was going to be there. I didn't really know him in person too well. Mm -hmm. But my buddy Dylan Beckham, B3PO, uh, he was good friends with him at the time. And I was like, dude, you need to make sure he gets to my set. Like, I want to play for him really Mm -hmm. bad. Well, I was, like, halfway done with my set, and I hadn't seen Tim, and I was getting a little upset. All of a sudden, I see him come running up to the stage, and he just runs in front of the stage, and he goes, I'm here, buddy. And that was the coolest thing ever. I just, I got got so happy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he's really mentored me through this whole producing process. Mm -hmm. Um, He helped me master Alien Encounters, so that was really cool. Nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, so shouts out him. He's a great dude. Uh, If you haven't listened to his new, new flip, it's out. Go to his SoundCloud, it's great. Uh, and out, outside of him, my biggest influencer is Peekaboo. Peekaboo Ooh. makes the type of music that I want to make. Gotcha. He makes that very creepy, mm-hmm. eerie, go on alien style type music. Hmm. And that's that's really what I fuck with. Yeah. You know, I like those ambient frequencies mm-hmm. he uses. Like it's a very creepy sound. Like that's what I want to make. I want to make darker music like that where it's just you hear it and you're just like oh shit that's nasty kind of mm-hmm. stuff that makes you want to hail satan makes you want to mm-hmm. hail satan and fucking well you just gained a new friend I'm, I'm telling you man, <laughs> I will check listen. Out, if y'all haven't listened to him check out peekaboo he is absolutely amazing mm-hmm. he's my favorite producer hugest influence on me um i remember almost four years ago now when i started djing me and my buddy lucas uh aka bean uh, we found Peekaboo on SoundCloud, mm-hmm. and this is way before. That's he, actually where. Yeah, that's how I know his name is because yeah. I have him on SoundCloud. Yeah, this is before he blew up. Like actually, like right before he blew up, and I was playing out his music at every show I played, mm-hmm. and because uh, it was cool, it was like this underground, like hidden gem that I found that right. no mm-hmm. one else was playing out, you know. And I plugged him everywhere I possibly could, and then like literally a year later, he just blew up, mm-hmm. and that was like. One of the coolest things for me to see was to listen to this guy on SoundCloud who, you know, he had way less than a thousand plays on Mm -hmm. every single one of his songs at that point, which like a thousand plays is a thousand plays. But once you reach the level that he's at now, a thousand plays is nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, he's looking at like 10K now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was cool to see this guy who had less than a thousand plays per track all of a sudden just blow up, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's as a, you know, aspiring rising artist. That's like something that's huge, huge to see that that can happen. Like I'm playing out his music. No one knows who he is. Mm -hmm. A year later, he's headlining fucking Lost Lands, Mm -hmm. you know, the Internet's a crazy place. Internet's a crazy place. And all it takes is to make that one track. Exactly. And And that one person puts in a TikTok video that goes viral. And now you're now everyone's Mm -hmm. listening to you. I feel like that's why SoundCloud is just like a a great breeding ground for EDM people because I heard about Peekaboo stumbling on him in 2014, I want to mm-hmm. say. And I had no idea that he was, I just, I just like to sound, mm-hmm. you know, and he's on my list here from like, you know, 2014. And you're like another person who actually listens to him yeah. and has known him for years or yeah. has listened to him for years. And it's like, because I found him on SoundCloud, that's how I found all of these other EDM people that yeah. we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. today. And it's just nice that we have like this platform mm-hmm. where people can just actually get numbers and get boosted without having to go through the strangulation of being an, you know, at a label. A exactly. And trying to get yeah. exposed. I just like that's one of the things that I don't know. I know eventually. Well, hopefully that's the that's that'd be my end game is dealing mm-hmm. with the labels and all that shit. But like I I look forward to the area in between that. You know, where I'm just having these artists, you know, these huge artists hit me up for my music. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, man, I heard this track. Let me get the wave file for it. That's what I aspire. Mm -hmm. I don't want to deal with these damn agencies and 
people telling me how I should make my music and mm-hmm. oh, it should sound like this or you should do that differently. Like, no, nah, bro, I don't I don't want to deal with that. You know, but ultimately, I feel like to make it, that's kind of what ends up happening anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, Peekaboo actually started playing off in like KZU. No shit. Yeah, he's local to Michigan. Oh. Uh, so there's a venue in KZU called Papa Pete's. Um, it's this, I think I know that name. It, yeah, it's a smaller bar in KZU. Um, and a, they throw the most banging shows. If you don't know Papa Pete's, check out Papa Pete's. It's they sound place. like they would have good pizza. Yeah, they do have really good too. pizza. That's oh, what I was thinking. I was like, it's yeah. a they pizza do, place. Yeah, they do have really good pizza. But yeah, he started off playing open decks. Uh, Papa Pete's has open decks every Monday night. So if you're a DJ in the area, hit him up on Facebook. Go play open decks in KZU. Hmm. And he would play these open deck shows in KZU, you know, and then he just gradually got better. So now I've played at Papa Pete's in KZU, and I'm just knowing that I'm on the same stage that these artists have shared mm-hmm. and have now skyrocketed to these, you know, ungodly levels i'm just like man like this is like it's a real thing you know like Mm -hmm. you can actually feel it Mm -hmm. and that's like that's what i aspire to do is make it from that stage and you know have people be like dude fucking bass matter played on this stage (laughs) you know like that that's super it gives you that high just like trying to like see the future in your head you know be like i want to be that person people are like you know i saw him when he first started out and i talked to him and now he's fucking that's like the most surreal thing to me is i i've had that happen on a few occasions where i'll go play a show and like i'm really bad with names and faces like i'm freaking terrible. I can sit there and have an hour long conversation with somebody and leave and then meet them like two hours later and forget that I talked to them. It's just <laughs> nice. a, it's just a thing. Like it's nothing personal. It's just mm-hmm. a thing. But I've had people come to me at shows like, oh my God, your base matter. And I'm like, what? You don't have any business knowing me. Like I'm not good enough for you to know me, but thank you. Like, are you, t- what are you trying to yeah. uh, summons me? You're yeah. Trying to <laughs> right. Send me a legal yeah, document. Am I getting served right yeah, now? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, so, you know, it's really, that's like, I don't know. That's one of my favorite things about being an artist is knowing that I impacted somebody enough that I've never even met them. They mm-hmm. just heard me play on a stage and like to remember me. Because I know that me personally, I can't remember somebody I actually had a conversation with, mm-hmm. let alone just heard. Mm-hmm. Right. So like that's why I really like making music and being a DJ and being on stage is just knowing that I'm impacting these people in such a way that they're like, dude, this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't do it for like it's not that I do it for the recognition or anything. It's not that I like I'm like, oh yeah, they fucking know who I am. Mm-hmm. Like, no. It's just the fact that it's I nice, made it. Though. It's just, yeah, it's, it's nice, nice, but though. it's just the fact that I made that big of an impression on right. them that mm-hmm. they were like, dude. Space matter. Well, I mean, that's part of being an artist. You don't like you were saying. You don't go play whatever yeah, don't go play to, an to an empty crowd. Just crowd. Yeah. I want to play for people. You know, it's it's nice to get that recognition, but it's mm-hmm. it's even more nice knowing that like, dude, this person was like hit by my music. Mm-hmm. So like that, that's, that's the coolest thing to me. It's just people connecting through music. Mm-hmm. To backpedal a little bit, you were talking about a uh, uh, SoundCloud and the uh, record deal. Uh, I think SoundCloud is a beautiful platform in the sense that it does, in fact, level the playing field. You don't have to go through the snakes yeah. and the salesmen of record labels because truth of the matter is, you don't need them. No. You don't need a record label to push your music because mm-hmm. we have social media that can do that. Granted, a record label might help It'll you. It'll help you Because for sure. they have all the connections. They have but money and all But there's so many other stuff. streaming services and whatnot now that like artists are able to reach out to yeah. mm-hmm. and get their music streamed on Spotify yep. and shit like that. And, you know, and I'm really happy for that because I, you're right. Like these snakes at these record labels and shit, like I just heard so many horror stories about artists just getting absolutely bent. You're mm-hmm. just a product. Just that a they're trying to put you're in only, their arsenal. Yeah, and, and you're only as good as the pro, as mm-hmm. you know as as your product. Yeah. And as soon as your product starts slipping, 
As soon as you're no longer the hot ticket item, they yeah. Like, we don't. They or don't as care. soon as you start even like I don't know making music that like you want to make. If it's not what they want you to make, it's a wrap. And mm-hmm. there ain't there's no way in hell I'm ever gonna let anybody tell me yeah this is just isn't what we want to push. So we're not gonna push you. Like okay cool, mm-hmm. I either change this or we don't push you. Like cool well then don't push me. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not changing shit. And unfortunately, you're just an investment to them. And under legal obligations, you have to. You have to. And that's why I'm not going to sign into that shit. Mm -hmm. Like, there's just. That's what happened to A Day to Remember. You know, they got into this huge legal battle with Victory Records. And because of that, they, like, they had to delay putting out their album. But they were able. Was that, what was it? It had Paranoid and, well, not the last record. What was the last record called? Oh, um, uh, oh, I see it in my head. The too. one yeah, I can literally see the uh, album cover. Bad vibrations. Bad vibrations. Yeah. No, Wait, I think one of them? I don't think it was. It was common courtesy. Mm-hmm. Mm. I thought bad vibrations was one that they were forced to push out just because it seemed boring to me. No, um, like they were in. They were in a, them and several other bands were in a legal battle with oh, yeah. Victory Records Victory for I don't know, like show. two uh, years or some mm-hmm. shit. So they eventually just self-produced, and the album was received really well by everybody. But they had to go through a shitstorm mm-hmm. to be able to do that. So, yeah, but like now a, that they're you know producing themselves, uh, it's welcome. a lot different. What is it? You're welcome. No, that's the new one. That's oh, so, oh, that's that's mm-hmm. the new one. Okay. Yeah, yeah it was. It's too. The last one was Bad Vibrations, and one before that was Common Courtesy. Mm-hmm. So I believe yeah. I believe it was Common Courtesy was the one that they did um, without Victory Records. Damn, that one's that's a, that was a good record. Yeah, yeah I feel like self producing is the way to go. Like if you can, if you have the reach mm-hmm. and you have the connections, like self producing is the way to go, hundred yeah, percent. And especially you know once you are on a level like a Data Remember, like a Data Remember can walk up to any streaming service, any any distribution yeah. service ever, mm-hmm. and be like, hey go push this album and they're going to be like cool cool you already have a fan base you already so have a fan base you just did sell. half of our job for us yeah. you know and self-reducing is the way to go you don't have to listen to anybody tell you what your music should be what it should sound like mm-hmm. what they want it to sound like, like I don't mm-hmm. fuck what you want my you music to sound like you have creative freedom for yeah. sure and the only people that you should care about what your music sounds like is you and the people that you want to endorse your music like mm-hmm. your fans you should listen to your fans but then you should also, to an extent. Yeah, no, Don't to, let no, your fans no, choose extent, what no, music you No, make, your fans but. should not. However, your fan base is your fan base. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like as an artist, you should find a happy medium between I mean, honestly, as an artist, it, the fans you gather from making the music you make are liking the music you make because that's what you make. The fans that try to tell you to change your music are probably not actually real fans. The fans that get mad because you're not making the same songs yeah, that you're you not did back this... in 2006. Yeah, and it's like, mm-hmm. dude, Bro, that was fucking 13 years ago. That was 13 ago, years ago. Like, 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 I'm time... not that person. Yeah, exactly. You make music that's a reflection of you. Mm-hmm. And any real fan is going to be like, okay, so he's changing. He's changing as a person. Mm-hmm. Cool. They might not fuck with it, right. but if they're a real fan, they're also not going to tell you to change it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's as simple as that. I feel like as an artist, you kind of have to find that happy medium. Yeah. Yep. You know, you're either making music just solely for you, which is cool. I've got a bunch of files on my computer that I'm never going to release. Mm-hmm. Those tracks this will never s- just for me. Yeah. Those <laughs> the, yeah. Those tracks will never see the light of day. I mm-hmm. probably got like six of them, and mm-hmm. they're never. They probably won't even see a stage. Dog, that's a B side EP right there. Yeah. It's just chilling. Yeah. You know, and that's that's the music that I made for me. But I also only made that for me because I know that a lot of people probably aren't going to fuck with it, at least mm-hmm. not the crowd that I'm playing to. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you have to know that as an artist, you know, mm-hmm. make music that you want, but you don't have to release everything you make. Yep. No. 
you know, and especially like, a, you know, for being an EDM artist, one of the biggest draws of being an EDM artist and the reason, one of the biggest reasons people come to see you is for that unreleased music that they can't hear anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, uh, Space Jesus, for example, has um, has a Space Jam remix. Welcome to the Space Jam. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, he can never release that because mm-hmm. of copyright issues. Don't and get sued. So it's unreleased. Right. So that's one of the biggest reasons people come to see him is mm-hmm. to hear that Space Jam track. And as soon as he plays it, you just hear the whole crowd. Raw, welcome mm-hmm. to the and like that's that's one of the draws of being an EDM artist is having that unreleased music. Mm-hmm. So it's something new for people to hear when they come out and see you. And I feel like that's the difference between like metal music or whatever have you and EDM music. A lot of times when you go see these bands, like there people are coming there to hear these certain songs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. And but a lot of these songs are released. A lot of bands don't really have a whole lot of unreleased songs, at least that they don't plan on releasing. I mean, there's a few. I would contest because my man John Mayer here, he's got a whole list of songs that have never made it to a record. But some of those songs are my favorites because you do hear them live sometimes. Mm. See live mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. You see, but that's and that's where like that comparison comes in. These bands like sprinkle it in as like a treat. Yeah. Right? You know, and like these EDM artists do as well. But it's they they play out a lot more of unreleased music. It's mm-hmm. not a, there's not a strict you know spine that they have to follow yeah, exactly. through. They can branch off, and which is also why I really like EDM too, is because. You listen to, you know, their album releases and stuff. But then when you go and see them live, you hear little bits and pieces from the album. But Mm -hmm. you hear a lot of other stuff. The whole show Mm -hmm. is like all of the stepping stones to get to that point that they release the album or they bring all their creative shit. They're like, hey, by the way, here's this little this little bit that's like mind blowing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, my oh. favorite my favorite is when the artist is on stage is like, yo, I just finished this track like five minutes ago. Y'all wanna hear it? I finished yes! this on the bus Those right here. Dude, yeah, I, I, some of my favorite songs I've heard live are just like, hey yo, like right before I came on, I just saved this file. Y'all wanna hear it? Mm-hmm. Like that's like the coolest shit ever. You know, mm-hmm. and that's why I really like EDM music as well, just because it's I can I can put it on my laptop. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I can just put my flash drive on my laptop. Mm-hmm. Take it and anywhere can, you go. I can make music anywhere. You know, and mm-hmm. whether it be on the tour bus, right? You know, whether it be on the car ride in, you know, mm-hmm. and that's like that's one of the cool things to me. If you get, you know, if you get that that creative spark, you know, if I hear a sound outside and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah, hell the, yeah, the the accessibility to make the music is literally it's, in your lap, as opposed to being lap. a guitar player yeah, that where you, you have need to, an, amp an amp and all that shit and, and all that mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, it's you know, and I respect any anybody who can play an actual instrument. You're the shit, because <laughs> like you. you're better than Thank me. You are better than me. <laughs> I can play a flash drive, okay? Yeah, and plug in, plug out. Yeah, yep. and plug I can out. I can click with a mouse and keyboard. Like crazy, <laughs> but like you put something of you know. I mean, I could probably I could probably learn the drums if I'm being honest. I could probably learn how to play the drums, but that's about it. Like guitar, psh, no, dude. I've tried to learn how to play guitar like 87 different times in my life, and my fingers are just like, how do? I miss the window. <laughs> I I miss the window. I, I I've heard it's a lot easier to learn when you're young. Yeah, because then you you, you got can the, teach your fingers the to like what, the, what to the, do. Yeah, yeah. The like in high school, dude, I tried like so hard. I tried so hard to play guitar, mm-hmm. and it just was not a thing. Well, specifically with certain instruments, um, like you can self-teach yourself to an extent unless you just have underlining power. Right, yeah, you unless know? you're just superhuman. And you can you can figure it out yourself, but a lot of the instruments, especially string instruments, you kind of you get to a capping stone where you need somebody you who need actually some... knows what they're doing to uh-huh. teach you, which yeah. I totally understand. No, yeah, absolutely. Like yeah, if you, if you can play an instrument, shouts out. 
You're like you're dope. <laughs> I say, can't. I'll say thank you because yeah, you Lex, know. you're dope. I can't. I just I can't do it, and I and that that's super frustrating. And it's mm-hmm. actually like it's hard to make music, at least starting out. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit easier for me now. But when I first opened Ableton, and I'm trying to set up a kick drum pattern, mm-hmm. that shit was hard. Oh no, because yeah. I just you know I because I can hear the music and I can understand the rhythm and the kick drum pattern and Mm -hmm. all that and any type of music I listen to, I can pick it up on it super quick. Mm -hmm. But then trying to like put that into its like itself and make it, dude, that was rough. Mm -hmm. It was so hard. Like I get that because like I used to write music for like, I used to write orchestral music, right? But I would, you know, be doing dishes, the dishwasher's going and I start like, I don't know if you get this, you hear like little tones and little like melodies in the sound of the dishwasher. dishwasher. And you're like, oh my God, okay, I can do this. I can do this. And I get my instrument out. I'll play it on the piano or violin. I'm like, oh yeah. And then when it gets down to the actual like music theory aspect of it, I can't like writing music is ridiculous. It's, yeah, it's it's hard. It's not easy. And even just like, even if you try to do it on a computer, it's like, still hard it's not yeah it's not easy it's not but yeah that that dishwasher thing was cool i'm probably gonna sample the dishwasher now. Just, <laughs> like, just, just i so can't you, tell you how many times like, that's happened to me yeah i'm gonna sample a dishwasher and i'm gonna get my recorder i'm gonna get my phone and i'm gonna record my dishwasher and i'm gonna make a track with it uh also put your shoes in the dryer oh Ooh, so, that oh, is dude, those not are, those a are bad some idea. nasty kick drums mm-hmm. Ooh. i like that so like uh i and, want a credit on that song you no I got, I got i got you dude <laughs> um but like so the reason I like EDM music so much is you can make music out of anything. Mm-hmm. A, in Alien Encounter, one of my main leads is a water drop. It's just mm-hmm. a drop of water. But you would never know that it's a drop of water because it doesn't sound like a drop of water anymore. Mm-hmm. But that's all it was. It mm-hmm. was just a water drop sample that I found that I repitched, that I stretched, that I flipped, and now it's my lead. Mm. And you can make music out of anything. I could tap that can right now and make a snare. You know, and that's the cool. Will you sneak a fart into one of your songs? Bro, that could be an 808. Nice. And like nobody yes. would nobody would ever know. I'll know now. I feel like, said, I'll know now. <laughs> I feel like EDM is almost like pizza dough. Like you're yeah. just talking about like stretching it and stuff. Like with just dough, you can make a cake, a cupcake. You can make a cake, you can make Or anything. you can make a little squiggle snake or yeah, something. But it's, just... it's you take something small and just expand it. Yeah, that's the expand beauty of it is I can do anything something with different. anything. Mm-hmm. But that's also what sucks is because I know that these possibilities are endless. Mm-hmm. And so to try, if I have like a specific idea in mind, let's say I'm trying to make a specific sound. It's so hard sometimes because mm-hmm. that sound can be a thousand different things and mm-hmm. it's hard to nail down that one sound. Mm-hmm. So like I'll have sound design sessions where like I'm like, okay, today I just can't write music. Like I'm creatively burnt out. Mm-hmm. I can't write today. So I'm, but I want to do something productive. So I'm just going to make some sounds. Mm-hmm. Those are the days where, you know, I'll come up with, a hundred samples of just making random shit you know, mm-hmm. just clicking a desk or you know going on splice mm-hmm. and you know for those of you that don't that don't know what splice is splice is a uh, a website and an, and an app that uh people upload these samples to that they've made and you can go through these samples and you subscribe to splice and you get credits per month and you can download these samples hmm. um so that's what splice is um a lot of producers use splice you just you buy it you drag and drop it into ableton mm-hmm. but so it's not frowned upon to do that. Use these samples someone else has made and use them in your music. It's frowned upon when your whole song is copy and pasted mm-hmm. from Splice. Uh, yeah. You know, because you can find whole melodies that are just looped mm-hmm. on Splice. And you can just buy that for one credit and right. drag and drop it into your DAW. And then call it yours. And music. call it yours. Yeah. And like, if you do that, fuck you. You a yeah. punk. Okay, yeah, you're a punk. <laughs> and 
you know, and I, so personally, I thought that using Splice at all was just cheating. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just, I thought it was a no-no. I thought it was taboo. You don't do that. You're cheating. You're using a shortcut. Until I watched Peekaboo make a track from scratch on Twitch. And I saw him. He would just open up Splice. He'd find something he'd like. He'd mm-hmm. drag it into his DAW. And he would he would mess with it. He would alter it and make it his own. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then I watched other people do it, too. And everybody uses Spice. And it's, I mean, it's the it's kind of the same uh, area that uh, early hip hop was, is that yeah. you would take samples from other people's music and just use it for like, you know, a little tiny loop or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I like this own. thing you made, and I'm going to take a little tiny just fraction a little of, bit it, of it. Yeah, it's, tweak it's it a when little you're bit. dragging and dropping whole shit for your whole song. That's mm-hmm. like, dude, what are you like? What are you actually doing? And you know, I you should also still learn how to how they made that snare that you bought, how right. they made that kick drum, yeah. how they made that melody. You know, and it's nice to know. Well, it's imperative to know how they did that. Yeah. So that way, the more the less time you can spend on splice, the better. Because mm-hmm. the more time you're spending on splice, copying and pasting, you're just inhibiting yourself from actually learning what right. the hell they did. Right. You're almost. It's becoming a crutch. Yeah, it's becoming a crutch. Exactly. Yeah. Like uh, I was talking to my, one of my buddies, uh, Anthony. Uh, shout out Autonomous. Uh, on Friday at the show we played at Smith's and mm-hmm. he was like, yo, how did you make that sound? Did you use Splice? And I was like, dude, the only thing from Splice is the vocal samples, everything else I made. Mm-hmm. And he was like, that's awesome because he he's in a compilation remix or a compilation release. That's... A mixtape? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go. He's, he's getting released on a mixtape with a bunch of other artists. And he said that one of the artists specifically, he was on Splice one day and found the exact melody note for note that this kid used in his track mm-hmm. and the kid didn't alter it at all in any way shape or form and it's like dude did he give I, any credit no like oh, nothing and dang. like but that's the thing with splice with splice is like that's the reason people fall into these traps i feel like it's because you don't have to mm-hmm. they're oh. royalty free so people just you know they put them up for use but like that's like how do you do that that's like being a guitarist and having someone else write your guitar riff for you and then yeah, calling it your and then calling it your own yeah. You know, like that's cheating. Those are called studio musicians. Right. And that's, yeah. you know, that's, that's cheating. Like that's not, that's, that's not you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now, like. I mean, we give shit to like big name artists now who have their lyrics written for them. Yeah. yeah. It's the same. It's the mm-hmm. same. It's essentially the same thing. Like why? Like why? If you really like that melody, cool. Buy it. Put it in. Flip it. Mm-hmm. Mess with it. Alter it. Stretch it. Transpose mm-hmm. it. Bring yeah. it down two octaves. Like. Do something, Mm -hmm. something to it, you know, to where I can't go on Splice and hear the exact same thing. Right. Because, like, that's just why. That brings me back to my cookie cutter type music. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, all these kids just copy and paste. And it just all sounds the same. Yeah. I feel like that's the way about a lot of music nowadays. Like, not just EDM, not just metal. Like, a lot of music nowadays just all... It's all super similar. Yeah. yeah, there's a whole genre of music that is dedicated to people who don't actually know how to play their instruments called punk (laughs) it's called punk music oh mic drop (laughs) it's called punk he said yeah i just there's not a lot of variety in music there is you just have to find it but i don't know i feel like a lot of the music that gets this all this publicity it's just it's all super similar well that's because it sells it doesn't matter if it's creative it's what's the hot ticket item right now they're gonna sell the shit that's where we as consumers have to be a part of changing that and you know what i'm saying Mm, now you're talking to a big audience bud yes exactly i think there's a lot of variety in music is how many music genres are there but when it comes to mainstream music there isn't a lot of variety there's just not you know i want and i get steady beat 
It's yeah. got to talk about sex yeah. or heartbreak or and heartbreak. it'll fucking sell. And, and it'll That's sell. all it is. Yeah, it's like we as consumers need to help facilitate that change. You know, everyone, everyone's making the same gripe that I am. Oh, music sounds the same. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. Well, like, okay, cool. Like, we're the consumers. Mm-hmm. We we have the power to change what they're putting out. Yeah. Stop consuming all this trash music mm-hmm. and then expect them to put out different music. Why would they? It's selling. You're exactly. buying it. You're giving them money for putting out this music. That cool. mentality can be pressed into many other aspects of life. Oh, yeah. No, They're for like, sure. Oh, Absolutely. hey, I don't like the way the government's run. Well, you know well, what? Go out there and vote. Yeah. And then you can change it. And change it. Yeah. You know, yeah, we, we as consumers need to realize consumers of anything, you know, if we you don't like something, we have the power. Like we're the majority, the consumers mm-hmm. are the majority, the providers are the minority, Yep. you know, and it's up to us to dictate what we're going to put up with. Yeah. That was like a, a Starbucks. What was it last week? They were like, yo, we're not going to let, we're our, not going to let anywhere our people BLM. wear BLM. Uh-huh. And then overnight, everyone's like, all right, fuck, fuck Starbucks. Starbucks. And then the next morning they're like, hey, we, uh, we fucked up. Just kidding. Yeah, just, yeah, we you were, can, you can you, do whatever you, you want. You wear whatever you want. Yeah. Please keep giving us yeah, your money. Please like, keep... All right, then fucking do what and we that, want. That's the perfect example of how we as consumers can dictate. Mm-hmm. I mean, it brings me back to my dad sick example. He mm-hmm. got this man who pioneered fucking yeah. dubstep got canceled, mm-hmm. canceled indefinitely in 24 hours. Twitter yep. ruined him. Oh, dude, Twitter instantly. Twitter shuts it down. Dude, there was <laughs> the, a statement by one of the, by one of the women or like a lot of the things he was doing on tour so one of the things he was doing on tour was he would have women wear these backstage passes that said tulsa yeah what's tulsa backwards a slut <laughs> yeah see and uh, that's what that's what dad sick funny was giving, i like that I that's like what that, dad sick was giving these women and you know he was like you know raping these women that are on his tour bus and whatnot and eventually it all came out yeah and he immediately got canceled and that shows how powerful we are as consumers. Mm-hmm. Every artist or every uh, every festival that he was booked for dropped him instantly. Mm-hmm. His record label, his record label, Firepower Records was Dat Six record label, dropped him. Damn. Instantly. Damn, they cut him out of his own company. Yeah. Dude, he was good done. For him. Like he he was done. Or good for them. Yeah, done instantly. And like that just again goes to show how powerful we are as mm-hmm. people. You know, EDM doesn't fucking play. No, we don't fucking play. I I am for cancel culture to a degree yeah for sure but i mean it holds just, artists accountable we can't be like yeah we can't be like these artists like back in the day you know what i'm saying where we could do whatever the fuck we want who's mm-hmm. the dude that i mean elvis married a fucking 13 year old and who's right. the dude who did uh great balls of fire he married his 14 year old cousin yeah. yeah so like you know uh, we as artists huh grooming uh, I mean, well, Drake's doing it now, and no one's saying anything about it. Well, right. there people have been saying things about it. But the thing is, Billy Mommy, the thing is, like, and it, it's like Bobby not Brown. even hidden. Like the whole thing with Millie Brown, mm-hmm. she's and Billie Eilish. Yeah, Billie Eilish. and he's been on like text message, and they, the girls have openly talked about how he's like giving them conversations about boys and shit. And I'm like, this is a 30 plus year old man. Yeah, right, you're talking you to these children like that. And like, this is how grooming starts, and grooming is part of rape culture. And they wait around to these girls are of age, are and of then age. they fucking marry them, yeah. which is what you know Elvis did. And unfortunately, and I hate saying this because she's my absolute idol. This is what Celine Dion's husband did. She was. I don't know, 16, yeah, 15, she when she young. got really big, met her husband, Renee, and he was her, um, uh, her manager, her, yeah, her manager, her entire career at 19. I think he, like they came out that they were together mm-hmm. and got married and stuff a couple years later, but he was easily, you know, 13 years older than her. For, mm. I don't Damn. know. I don't Damn, I, actually, crazy. you know, I think it was more than that. The age difference between Renee and Celine Dion, but the fact that he got her really, really young and mm-hmm. he had already like had a marriage and previous 
children like in another relationship mm-hmm. and everything and granted they were together for like 30 years and yeah. you know they made it work but that's what grooming is yeah it's like it's it's not okay no that's not cool you know like i guess i can i like cancel culture to an extent because mm-hmm. it holds us as artists accountable it holds people accountable it holds, yeah it holds people accountable you know and you can't just do whatever you want because oh i'm the headliner of this festival or yeah. i'm or i'm the ceo of this company or i'm whatever. the vocals oh. of, of my scenario okay. so yeah. i can do whatever i, I, do whatever I want, I want. Austin so Carlisle. i found it because yeah. i like i wanted to put this out with the accurate information when celine was 19 and renee was 45 Ugh. their professional relationship unexpectedly blossomed into a romance and the two had a 26 year age difference they got married what? 26 I, years? I thought it was Dude, smaller like than that Dad. i'm 26 years old right now that would be like me like with a newborn Ugh. like that's like Whack. that's the age difference there Whack. that's absolutely insane she met him when she was just 12 years old and married him when she was 26 damn what yeah so that's prime grooming behavior yeah. right there and that's so problematic oh yeah that's not okay like anybody- are they still married no he died of cancer oh well then well how long were they married though 26 years. Oh, shit. Like, they had twins and a son together, and he was there for her entire professional career. She He got helped her get into, like, Caesar's Palace and her so world like, tours and everything. he manipulated her into, like, a marriage? I mean, like, that's what grooming is. It's, like, yeah. manipulation, but, like, being so young and then being her manager and everything, right. she fell for him. And, like, like, I've watched her documentaries and heard her speak about him, and I've seen their, you know, like, I've been to two of her shows and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, she's my idol mm-hmm. and it, it sucks to say that you know that's how the situation was but she was devotely in love with him in her older years and she never had any regrets she never talked about grooming mm-hmm. or anything like that but people on the outside see the situation yeah for sure and like, it was like this is out, the definition and yeah, that's what we're seeing it might have worked out for her in particular you know she mm-hmm. you know like like you said like she grew to love him you know did she, she have any problems with him at all uh, she's never ever talked mm-hmm. nasty it, about I, renee they've never she's one of those like godly like world yeah. rock stars who's like has no drug history no yeah, she's just issues like, with she's mental disorders so no issues boring <laughs> <laughs> no issues with marriage drama mm-hmm. or anything she's just like just, she's just great really great because she's canadian it's because she's, it is. Is she's she canadian? French, can, yeah she's yeah. french canadian oh that's there we go yeah, yeah. She's a good yeah, person. She's a good person. She's Canadian. She's fucking Canadian. And I think it, I think it helps too because her family, like her whole family, were like musicians, mm-hmm. and so she learned how to like get into the music world with some structure and some grounding yeah, for sure. too. So she wasn't just like she didn't make herself. It wasn't like, like Disney threw her out there yeah, and then she became oh a drug addict. God. Like what we seem see yeah, a lot these, of. Like, these child stars are just man. They get torn up by the they time get they get their to their fault. 20s. Yeah, they, it's, it's not, not the kids fault. It's not, dude. Like you get you get thrown into that kind of stressful structured environment like and that. And you get ate the fuck and you up. You get ate the fuck. You can't you can't be a goddamn kid. No, mm-hmm. they dehumanize you yeah, because you're, you're just you're, a product. You're just mm-hmm. a fucking product mm-hmm. of and yeah, you're not a child anymore. You're you are now a product that they sell. Mm-hmm. And an investment. And an yeah. investment. And you know, you become that character that you're portraying. You don't have a chance to be anybody else. But I feel like that's why like that's a re- one of the reasons why grooming is like such a big issue. Like, f- like for Celine Dion, it happened to work out well. She mm-hmm. fell in love with the man, had a great life with him. Mm-hmm. But that's not the point. The point of it is that she wasn't necessarily given the fairest chance of a different outcome of life because mm-hmm. she was just groomed for that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that like took away 
takes away like some of the choice I feel like in a, in a sense yeah and I mean I know with her situation just because like she is a personal hero of mine I, I don't know all of the details yeah. I just know that she was introduced to him at a very young mm-hmm. age and then you know it was until like seven eight years later that they beca- became not like an item together mm-hmm. and then they eventually got married you know maybe 10 more like 10 years later or whatever but it's still that exposure to an adult man and the adult man becomes really close to you that's what i'm saying is like that that's where like the choice the lack of choice i guess because at that point that man is just like that's your constant Mm -hmm. you know for all those years you're not really gonna give anything else a chance Mm -hmm. like because you already have this constant and that's where i feel like the 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 impediment of their choice comes into play because then once they're older like why if this man is showing interest and wants me, like he's already been my rock for so long, like mm-hmm. why, why it just it would make sense. I think like she, I think with Celine Dion, she like when her and Renee finally had a relationship and it was formal and everything. She, not, I want to say she got lucky because this should be the standard for all men anyway. Don't be fucking gross right. with young girls like who, yeah. did, like R. Kelly. Yeah, he's, been, he's been grooming young girls in their teenage years and then we find out that when he was grooming them he wasn't just like oh here's what you can do with your career here's like some advice he was like no I'm gonna fucking pee I'm gonna on you I'm gonna fucking pee on you and it's gonna closet. be okay like, like Listen, don't be fucking gross we don't have a problem with a kink okay it's what he did with to the people you're oh, and it's not to even... like to pee on people. Yes, yeah. yes. You are allowed to like to yeah, pee on just... people. Just make the sure they're is... legal. Well, yeah, because yeah. sure consenting legal. people. Yeah. Like, if you're that age, you're not consenting. You're not consenting no. to Absolutely getting peed not. on. And it's not a thing. He wasn't trying to be, you know, like, what's the person? Like, um, like a mentor? Yeah, he wasn't being a mentor, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, if you fall in love with your mentor, whatever. Whatever. But he wasn't there doing that. What do they call There is a name for that. It's, um, what? Well, there's like an actual. It, when you f- Stockholm uh, syndrome, yes, yes. There it is. Mm-hmm. yeah, there Stockholm we go. Syndrome. Yeah, yeah. I was I know this is an actual thing, mm-hmm. but that's normal. That has to deal with like falling in love with an abuser, with an abuser. Right. But mm-hmm. there is one for like there is a specific. What is it? I'm gonna fuck. Is this gonna bother me now? What's yeah, it's a uh, very reminiscent of the, uh, the the history of Warp Tour. Oh God, a lot of, of gross shit's been happening with people. Yeah, we just finding out that people were gro- being fucking sick perverts on and on their warp buses tour stuff. and shit. Yep. So, young women being taken advantage by like older men in these mm-hmm. bands and right, stuff. Well, this Google didn't help. It just told me what to have, what to do if I fall in love with my mentor. <laughs> so, so, well, now so that hey, we just know. really quick, hey, if you, do, if you are falling in love with your mentor. Google it, and there are a lot of sites to help you out. Just, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I just found a whole bunch of them. But yeah, I couldn't figure out what it was actually called. If our audience is of 13-year-old people... Yeah, just Google Google what to do if I'm falling in love with my mentor. There's a lot of sites. Yeah. You can Google there was any a lot problem. Of, there, was a lot of, there was a lot of essays about it. So yeah, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a thing. Mm-hmm. So back to the EDM. Let's try to get oh, away yeah. from like talking about <laughs> nasty mentorship. Nasty mentors and mm-hmm. Celine Dion. I mean, we talk about Celine Dion some other day. Like, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I love a whole ca- a whole podcast yeah. with Celine Dion. She was she's my gal. I cried when I saw her for the first time. Oh, I bawled my eyes out. I believe it. <laughs> I, I do. Believe I it. really do. So we were talking about like heavier dubstep artists and like who you're like you were talking about Datsik and everything. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of want to sneak excision in there. Just oh yeah, because. for sure. I mean, obviously, if you listen to any type of BDM music. 
any with any type of passion, you know who Excision is. Oh, for sure. Because you and I were both talking about like, oh, our first track that we learned by Excision was Bass Cannon. Well, yeah, it was Bass Cannon. You know, Excision's a pioneer. Downlink is a pioneer. So yeah, Excision was definitely like my leeway to like, well, because I was listening to dubstep not too long after I started listening to really heavy metal. Mm-hmm. And my intro to metal was for oh. today. And they ended up being like a super Christian band and they have their own opinions about people that I don't agree with at all. Because right. apparently the head guy for like for today, the front man, Maddie, he really hates the gays. Like mm. really hates. He was my really? first show. Oh, yeah, wow. I saw them at a tiny underground show. It's crazy. To and like, they blew up and then I found that yeah, out. I was like, oh, it's great. crazy to, you know, listen to these people and like you know, really vibe and fuck with these bands and then just to find out, you know, all these different find things about these people. Pieces of shit. They're, they're fucking <laughs> assholes. And then, mm-hmm. and, and then, you know, and then what? You know, and then what do you do? Mm-hmm. You know, do you separate the person from the art or, you know, at that, what do you do at that point? The thing well, is, I don't, I yeah, can't. I, I, I see, I know, I know there's a lot of people that do separate the person from the art and then like me, I'm one of those people that I, it just, it, it's dependent. There's some people that I can, and there's a lot of people that I can't. Mm-hmm. You know, you if tell to- me that if Michael Jackson comes on the radio, you're gonna change his station. This is it's really disappointing, especially like it I, I like, started putting my foot down when like the whole Chris Brown Rihanna thing yeah, came out, and then mm-hmm. it just kept coming out, and I was like, how are like how is he still releasing albums when he's a proven mm-hmm. like abuser? Ab- abuser? So I won't listen to his shit yeah. at all. Yeah, it's yeah, it's that's like one of those tough questions, you know. Do you separate the artist, the art from you know the 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 act for just one person and not for the other? It's yeah. like that's just a huge thing, and it's why can't people just be good fucking people? Right? Because you know? people are garbage. <laughs> people are fucking people garbage. Are it's like garbage. why can't you if if you make good music, just be a good person. Mm-hmm. Don't make me have to cancel you. I know. Like I used to, I loved Lost Prophets so oh much. Oh my god! And then I found out that that vocalist was a straight up monster really a real like i like occult stuff really dude Mm -hmm. if you want to ruin your night google the court transcripts of the vocalist for lost prophets because that dude was a monster that's fucked i didn't know that really i really like lost prophets i like serial killers i like hearing about people getting eaten but this shit was fucked too much for me would you like to know what his uh wi-fi password was I fuck kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this dude was a fucking monster. Holy fuck! Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, that, that's like one of those things. Like I said, I I like duh duh mm-hmm. duh previous past tense mm-hmm. here duh lost profits. Listen, the music's good. Okay. Yeah, but, but like, that dude the, is a monster. Now that I hear that shit, like mm-hmm. it's it's. But then it makes you like, man. Who else do I listen to? Who else is out there that's fucking like this? We never know until we, it comes out. You never know until right. you fucking know. Yeah. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Sorry to ruin that band for you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, thank <laughs> if you, you want, for fucking. Listen to the Juliana Theory. Their love album is almost the same thing as Lost Prophets. That's what I've been Word. Thinking. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'll listen to that. It's really good. Somebody who's not a sicko. Jesus. Yeah. That yeah. sucks, dude. Yeah. If, just be a good fucking person. God damn it. Yeah. Don't make us have to separate the art from the artist. Just don't, <laughs> don't get, make. Just don't make or us just have to make wait the... till Twitter to do, to do it for us. Yeah, yeah. With exactly. like debts, like like oh, yeah. we find this out. Boom. boom. You don't He's, exist you anymore. You don't exist anymore. Okay. I can delete you from my head. Insta canceled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That shit was nutty. I've never seen anything like that in my life. It was insane. Twitter's real good at that. That's why mm-hmm. I Dude. like Twitter's because Twitter never sleeps. Yeah. Agreed. 
We do not endorse any sort of public, private humiliation of another person's ever. Any sort of abuse, emotional, physical, No, ever. fuck no. Shitty people should be anti-endorsed. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. <laughs> anti-endorsed? Bro, this might be a side project. Anti-endorsed. Anti-endorsed. What is the opposite of anti-endorsed? Unknown? Endorsed. Regular and, endorsed? Well, no, I meant synonym, not not the opposite. Like, well, what's if a you're synonym anti-endorsed, for anti-endorsed? And you're not endorsed, canceled. Yeah, if you're not being endorsed, you're. But you can't canceled. get canceled unless you've been endorsed. Unless you've been endorsed. Ooh. Ooh, this is a conundrum. But see, this will, but people will see my name and be like, what the fuck does anti-endorsed mean? And they'll spark these conversations. Anti and endorsed. What if we just Google what does anti-endorsed mean? <laughs> Let's see what the old Google says. Anti-endorsed on Google means Google doesn't have a transcript for this specific word. Well, watch it, though. Watch mm-hmm. it. Oh, sh- I bet it does. Dude, ah! the first thing that comes up is anti-endorsements, Bernie Sanders. Oh. <laughs> oh I wasn't shit. expecting I that. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> no. Oh, shit, Bernie. Oh, shit, Bernie. You're the bird. Dude, it, it goes straight to his fucking website. <gasps> oh my god! So, Anti endorsements. I ask you to judge me by the enemies I have made. Ooh. Mm. Okay, I can get behind okay. that. Okay. Mm. okay. All right, Bernie. Okay. I see you. I see you. <laughs> That's a real punk you. thing yeah. to say. It's a real punk thing. <laughs> hmm. So we talked about EDM. Just to, like you know, full circle. We talked about EDM. How you got started. All your buddies and all the people who've supported you and your fans and what you are trying to seek as you go further along in your career. Yeah. We talked about Excision, where you began. Mm-hmm. You're, you just released something like last night. Not released, finished something yeah. last night. You want to talk to us about that? Yeah, so that's the track that I kind of talked about a little bit earlier. It's called Alien Encounter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unreleased as of right now. I've only played it out live once and only maybe like 10 years. I've actually even heard it outside of that one show that I played it at. Uh, it's probably going to be set for release. I'm waiting on the album or on the track art right now. I'm not going to release it without track art. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As soon as I get the track art back, hopefully within the next week or so, I'll have that release. Yeah, I've got so uh, my buddy that I've talked about a lot, Tim Tim Johnson T Clyde. Yeah, so I've got I've got him doing the doing the track art for me. So yeah, hopefully I'll have that out within the next week or so. I'm super excited to share that with everybody. Mm-hmm. Where can we find you and follow you? Uh, so you can follow me on SoundCloud. So it, it's soundcloud.com slash bass matter. Uh, B-V-S-S-M-A-D-D-E-R, bass mm-hmm. matter. And then uh, same thing for Facebook, facebook.com slash bass matter. Uh, go follow me. Uh, I've got some mixes up right now. Hopefully I'll have Alien Encounter out within the next week or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, here in a few weeks, uh, the next show that I'm going to be playing is, so those of you that are familiar with Electric Forest, the venue that Electric Forest is held on, the grounds is called Sherwood Forest. Mm-hmm. If you've never been to Sherwood Forest, you need to go. It's mm-hmm. the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my whole life. Uh, that's that's the next festival that I'm going to be playing. Uh, it's in Rothbury, Michigan. You can catch us there. There's going to be a whole bunch of us. It's going to be amazing. Hopefully, I'll have three more songs to play for you live mm-hmm. if you decide to come to that festival, which I highly recommend that anybody who's a fan of EDM music should. When is that? When is that? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's so uh, Sherwood, It's called Sherwood Forest Appreciation Weekend on Facebook. It's July 20th. It's it's two weeks. It's two weeks worth. So there's going to be two weekends of music. Uh, there. It's July 26th through the 4th. So. All right. I was just making sure that. Uh, uh, your episode was going to come out before then. Okay, so. cool. Word, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want yeah. you to promote it. And yeah, like, promote it and be like, yeah. a... like three days after it. Yeah, that would like, ah, suck so suck. bad. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be the 26th through the 28th, and then again from the 3rd to the 5th. I play from the 3rd to the 5th. Nice. Awesome. So I'll be pl- I'll be playing on the second weekend. So yeah, I hope I see 
some people up there. It's going to be a great time. I'm super excited for that. One of my goals has always been to play Electric Forest. So mm -hmm. now, like, I'm playing a baby version of Electric Forest, and it's I I could not be more excited for this it. It's like right in your back, like in your backyard yeah. too. So yeah, I'm super excited about that. It's going to be an absolutely great time. I mm -hmm. I still have no idea how they got sanctioned to throw a festival on that on those grounds, but like. Shout out, shout out Ryan and all you need are permits and, and his and his need. whole team. Yeah. 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 It's uh it's amazing. You know, uh, Lindsay Hopkins, shout out Dream Hop Entertainment that was able yeah, to put that yeah, on. Yeah, I've mm -hmm. talked to her before. Yeah. yeah. Lindsay Hopkins is a fucking queen. I love her. She's one of my favorite human beings. She's a great person. Well, it's nice too that like, like you're talking about like, I don't know how they did it. Got all the way out here. You feel like the EDM scenes are only big on like the coasts and in Florida and shit. But unless we have big moments like electric forest in fucking michigan mm -hmm. there's like i feel hard it's hard for the midwest to get a taste well, of that kind I of scene like, i feel like the midwest just needs to get its shit together in terms of communication because so like i just joined this who's your headbangers group i didn't think that indiana even had this many people that liked edm music period mm -hmm. this group is huge it's huge and that's just the who's your headbangers page there's mm -hmm. not including the chicago pages and mm -hmm. the michigan pages there's no reason that like edm music can't be shouldn't big, have yeah, a can't, bigger can't yeah, be bigger than it is here. in the Midwest right now, especially like in our local area. Mm -hmm. There's so, you know, I mean, K Zoo is only an hour and a half away, mm -hmm. you know, and there's a huge scene there, and there's mm -hmm. just so many people in this area that just don't venture up, and there's so many of them that don't venture down. We have one of the dopest venues in existence, twenty minutes that way at, at the arena. Mm -hmm. Oh, the, the arena, arena yeah. is hands down one of, if not the best venues I've ever been to mm -hmm. we brought out if anybody knows the spicy boys we brought out the spicy boys miso and space wizard and their national headlining touring artist and they said hands down that's their favorite venue really? to play at that's yes it's out of this fucking yeah. world this venue is absolutely insane mm -hmm. and there's but again people from kzoo just don't come down to see this venue you know and it's the same thing with up there you know papa pizza is a dope venue and mm -hmm. people from here just don't tend to go up there it's only an hour and a half drive i mean it's a it this this same problem goes into the metal and punk and rock scene yeah. like, you know music factory is right across the border and that's you know they got big bands that come through yeah. but there seems to be like I, I don't know if it's like some kind of rivalry or if it's just because stigma like stigma or what yeah like, but you know why don't we don't make it. why don't we fucking converge you know mm -hmm. yeah, we can't right. be waiting for these big like big cities to throw these shows like Indianapolis and Chicago mm -hmm. yeah. granted that's where I've gone but like Noblesville's starting to catch up a little bit too with mm -hmm. the Nobleville. Yeah. Nobleville? The, yeah. No, all those. Uh, Noblesville is a college town, isn't it? College city. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if there's, I, I feel like again going back to the consumers top, you know, topic. You know, we as consumers need to let these promoters know who we want to, who we want mm -hmm. to see in this area. You know, if you want big name artists, put this thing on, I'll give you my money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So freaking Celine Dion was. At yeah, top that's what end. I'm saying. Like you want these artists. Billy you know, you, coming to South you have to make it oh, known right, to these was. promoters who want Next who you year. want. You know, because otherwise they're just going to keep booking these local artists. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's fine. You know, I like hearing these local artists just as much as the next guy. But again, everyone talks about, oh, we want to get bigger. We want bigger people. We mm -hmm. want bigger artists. Who? Yeah. Who do you want? Who can like, you like, reach out uh, to? Yeah, like us there. as promoters, yeah. like we just, we, we can probably guess, you know. There's obviously that handful that come off the top of the head of who everybody's probably going to want. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you need to narrow it down to specifics. Mm -hmm. Who does most people want to come? And then get Weird that. Al Yankovic. Dude, fuck, uh, take my money. <laughs> take all my money. I want to open for Weird Al Yankovic.
Mm-hmm. Well, since we're doing, because like at the end of every episode or when we're nearing the end, we always talk about like what's the music that we've been with, like listening to recently. And like for me, I like to do my research before you know we do our interviews and shit. And I was listening to your stuff. Word. So like dazed and confused. That yeah, was, I, I love really that like set. dazed and confused. That was a really good set. That was actually one of my favorite. So Days and Confused was a, uh, a live mix that I did um, at Labor Days and Confused, a show that uh, my buddy and I threw at Smith's. Mm. And so that was, yeah, that was a good night. That was a really good night. As you can tell from the mix, I don't like anything I ever make. Anything I ever make is fucking ass. I hate everything. If I make it, it probably sucks. I hate it. And like even Alien Encounter, like I love that track and I hate it just because I made it. So like anything I make, I'm just super hard on it. You're gonna be the one that yeah, I'm just super hard on it. And in that being said, I love Labor Days and Confused. If you go to my SoundCloud, make sure you listen to that mix. It's one of my favorites. Days and Confused was definitely one of them. Days and Confused, Invasion of Base Matter, and Infinitely Thankful, and Brace Yourselves. I personally like yeah, my favorite. Chapter four was was really, really, really good. That was uh, that was my winter mix. Mm -hmm. I get seasonal depression. So I get really depressed in winter time because mm-hmm. I just I can't. The weather really just fucks with me. I could be super happy but still feel super yeah. down about myself just mm-hmm. because. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I I need some natural serotonin. I need some happiness. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna lay down this. I'm just gonna lay down this mix. And yeah, that was that was my seasonal depression mix. That was a pretty good like seasonal dump right there. Yeah, though, I was just wanted to fucking get it out, dude. There. I actually felt way better after that mix too. Like I stopped my CDJ mm-hmm. and I was just. Oh, <laughs> you just ride that high for a hot yeah, minute. Yeah, I just yeah. felt like a weight had been lifted off me after I laid that set down. So that was a good time. Good, nice, good. Chris, what have you been listening to? I was also doing a little bit of research, um, but I was trying to remind myself of the my niche of EDM to listen to. So, like I mentioned earlier, uh, Fat Boy Slim, uh, the Prodigy, DJ Sammy, Labouche, uh, Dirty Vegas. Uh, Moby. Mm. Yeah, I know. Shut up. Shut yeah. up. About, I discovered Moby on my own. I had no really? interaction with anybody to tell me about Moby. I did not know. No, I just like, and that's how I find most of my music is like, I hear these clips on trailers and mm-hmm. like uh, previews or on commercials. And I like, I don't know the artist. I don't know the name, anything. I just hear the sound that just satisfies my ears and I go and hunt it down. I was going to do, like, this is the song, my preview from Moby. And they're like, you don't know who Moby is? <laughs> no, because we were like, who, what, you know, when we were just doing quarantine stuff, we're like, oh, uh-huh. what do you want to end this, the show with? And she was like, uh, do you guys know who Moby is? I was like, Moby is too famous for us to play at the end of the episode. Like, we will get sued. <laughs> we will get sued. And I didn't like, know what do you mean? That. I was like, he's been around for like 40 years. <laughs> but I didn't know that. I really didn't know. But thought I thought he was just some... Some new guy. Yeah. Well, I didn't even think he was brand new because, again, like I don't, I don't. If I fall into mainstream artists, it's coincidental. It's mm-hmm. accidental. Right, yeah, yeah, I don't listen sure. to. A, I don't listen to the radio, and that's not yeah. intentional. I just don't. You just don't. Yeah. So I if that. I fall, if I find these artists, it's literally because something they played on a preview of like an infomercial mm-hmm. or something. That's how I got my exposure. Yeah. So I didn't know that he was so big and I was listening to his stuff because it really works when I'm painting. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, that mindless blissfulness mm-hmm. is what I reach and that's why I like Moby. So don't make fun of me. Well, I it's didn't too late. Know. I already did. Yeah. <laughs> and I will forever. Right. <laughs> like, hey, remember that time you didn't know who Moby was? Yeah. <laughs> She's like 70. Shut the fuck up. I was 30 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be 70 in 30 years. That was 50 years ago. Close Whatever enough. math, dude. Whatever. I'm a fucking music Close musician. Enough. Yeah. Fuck <laughs>
So the air conditioning's off. We're running a little bit low on energy now since we've gotten I about two hours in. Yeah. Yeah, I got to tinkle real bad. Bro, I so. feel that. Yeah, thanks for having yeah. me, guys. But yeah, we're uh, are we going to close out with your... Uh, your new song, that uh, Alien... Yeah, Alien thing. Encounter. All right, there we go. Cool Lit. beans. Cool. Thanks so. for having me, guys. Yeah, I appreciate it. Glad you this came. has been a Toon Junkies podcast. My name is Chris. My name is Nick. And I'm Lex. Hot diggity dog. Accessing files. Warning. Force field is at 25% strength. Life system inoperable. Holographic imaging activated. Life form detected. Warning. Force field failure. Security breach. Incoming message.